0: Welcome to another week of the WNBA podcast. I say another week, but it's been about three months now. I am Tom, still disappointingly, and probably also disappointingly with Peter. Peter, how's it going? The old weekly podcast is turning into a quarterly, is it? But, uh, surely the fans are clamouring by now, aren't they? Well, it takes a while to build up all these hot takes, Peter. So you can't be doing it every week, or else it would be about a four-second show, I think. I, I think by the definition, a hot take doesn't take that long. But that's go-ahead. All right, moving on. So we're getting a little bit chippy to start <laughs> off with, but it's all part of the banter, I guess. Um, what uh what what topics you want to talk about, Peter, since you're um you know it's been so long. Uh well, so much to talk about, Tom. I mean, when you're NBA
1: lifers like
0: you and I, um WNBA lifers fascinating top to bottom, right? Uh You're stalling, uh, I mean, you're stalling big time. Sorry? You're stalling, just get on with it. <laughs>
1: Fair, Uh I think it's been pretty interesting in this season, but I think the uh, most interesting thing for me has been uh, the dominance of both uh, Golden State and San Antonio. So we've got two teams. I think the Golden State Warriors
0: are right now forty-four and eight, uh, and I believe the Spurs are about I think forty-two and eight. Mm. Uh, so two teams are really
1: both on pace for around seventy-win seasons, and if you look at their margin of victories. Um, so the cumulative point difference per game, um, Golden State and San Antonio both have uh, margin of victories in the twelve or thirteen range. So two teams that historically have just been dominant uh, have been dominant compared to their peers. So I mean, what do you think, Tommy? you think these are really two of the
0: best teams that we've seen in the NBA for the last, you know, twenty years? Um, yeah, the the. The difference between the top and the bottom teams, especially I don't know in the last ten years, I'd say this is the this is the biggest difference. I think in the West now we do have those top two teams. You could put Oklahoma City as like a close-ish third, but uh, I think compared to the last kind of you know four or five years, there's a there's a bit of a different hierarchy at the top of the West, and that that helps with that point differential, wouldn't you say? That's a fair point, but absolutely, I mean, a few years ago, it didn't seem to matter. One through
1: eight, just about any of those teams could be considered a championship contender at some point. Um, but now, if you think about the teams that are going to be seven or eight, or well, any five, six, seven, eight, really, in the West,
0: none of those teams really to have any uh, potential to win the championship. <laughs> Did you um, see the game, the Golden State versus the Spurs, a couple of weeks ago? Uh I was of the second half, yeah. And did, uh, you, did you think Pop kind of was throwing it a little bit? Throwing the game? I, I know what you're getting at. Uh, it, it kind of felt like he was just experimenting with different lineups. And just yeah. trying things out.
1: More so than just trying to win the game at all odds. And, um, I mean, Tim Duncan's absence obviously hit the Spurs. Um But, yeah, no, I, I know what you're getting at. And I thought that was interesting.
0: I think that's a smart move. Yeah, I think it was smart to play play a little koi in the regular season. It was quite telling though that they did put Kawhi on Steph for a while and Steph didn't really have too much issues with his defence, which I was quite surprised about. You know, the best offensive player in the league versus probably the best defensive player in the league and you know, Steph, yeah, he smoked him really, didn't really have too much issue with him, which I think those individual matchups can be telling for the future. Yeah, I actually was, I thought that using Kawhi was a smart move but I thought it was going to be effective. But you're not wrong. Um, Steph didn't really look too bothered by
1: it, no. Um, so it was interesting. actually find, so Tim Duncan's absence, uh, was interesting. So it was, uh, Lamarckis and I think it was, um, David West starting East instead of, um, Tim Duncan. So I'd be curious in an actual seven game series as to how much Tim Duncan would play. Um, because those warriors line of death, if you will, you know, the crunch time unit of Draymond Green at time, it's hard to see how effective Tim Duncan would be against that lineup.
0: Um what do you think? Do you think Tim Duncan will have a, a big role going right for? Um I think you're right, they will when they run that Death lineup or nuclear lineup or whatever the Warriors whatever you call it with Draymond at the five I think they will be able to target Tim Duncan on the pick and roll I just don't think he's fast enough now so I think he still will be able to play some minutes starting the game and when they are playing normal and when the Warriors are playing a normal size lineup but when they go small I think they'll kind of target Timmy on defense a bit and yeah he'll have to get pulled from the game yeah. It's funny, I think Tim Duncan's obviously, I mean, outside Kawhi, he's the second best um, defensive
1: player on the Spurs, and still one of the best defensive players in the league, but I mean, still so much of the playoffs are matchups, and it's just hard to see him sticking in a race with Draymond Green, so it'd be interesting to see how much LaMarcus gets those minutes, even though he's not he's kind of a defensive player as Tim Duncan, I think he's just got a little bit of speed that could be all
0: the difference, you know? That could be the difference, Peter. And anyone else could be the difference? Tom's Hot oh, Takes.
1: Oh, thanks,
0: here we go. Coming up early this time.
1: Yeah, but we'll be
0: Peter? The Broncos Pats? It was one for the ages. Switching yeah. sports there. Peyton Manning. HGH Monster. Paul Millsap. Motor. The Warriors, Peter. The Warriors are clicking on all cylinders. Not firing, not clicking. You know what happens when you're winning at a record-setting pace in the NBA, Peter? You're clicking on all cylinders. The heat. More like the cold. Boston Celtics. Off the radar. They are off the radar. Kevin Durant. To the Warriors? Blake Griffin should be a warrior. Raptors, contender. David Blatt, see you later. LeBron James, you should really prepare for a holy war from Israel. LeBron James, as they say, salam alaikum. Steph Curry, not a horrible player. The Kings, more like the Queen's Governor Generals. Sean Penn. Seems like a bit of a douche. Russell Wilson. Blue Balls. Knock knock, Peter. Peter, knock knock. <laughs> Tyron Lowe. Tara Luhu Hooser killed it. The NBA, the game of nanometers. All right, but wow. that, that, that didn't go that well. Stuffed up a lot of lines, but you know, it's all part of the podcast. I mean, it's a hot air Just First thoughts off top of your brain, yeah yeah this is going to be an all time worst podcast I think which is uh, it's what we advertise well, it's got some stiff composition from our other podcasts so yeah any in particular I uh, don't know actually see they seem to we all
1: just run together and you know continue Christian and Missouri.
0: Uh, but, you know, here we are. Back for another week. Alright, well, um, what else do you want to talk about? I think I'm done here. Yeah, you're a set 10 <laughs>
1: minutes up. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I was going to talk about the, uh, Eastern Conference. And, um, so Kev's obviously but uh, David Blatt and on to, uh, their former assistant coach the loop. Yeah. And, um, uh, I think. I don't really see that as a, a great sign of strength from Cleveland, and frankly, I don't think I've looked a bit that season. Yeah. Everyone seems to have just sort of assumed that they'll cakewalk to the uh, finals because there's no real other contender in the East. Yeah. But um, what do you think about that? I mean, if you were given even money right now from the Eastern Conference, are you taking the Cavs or are you taking the Bills? Yeah, I'd have to take the Cavs still. You would? Yeah. No, also, I've been really quite impressed with, uh, Toronto
1: lately, and actually, I think the Celtics have looked pretty good. And, um yeah. I
0: think after Toronto the Celtics. I could also
1: imagine both Atlanta and Chicago pushing Cleveland at some point, too. So I think there's a few teams that could do something. I think I'd probably be
0: more inclined to take a few. Yeah, it's um, tough being against, I know LeBron's having a little bit of a down year, but, you know, he's been to the last five, uh Finals. It's five? Yeah, five finals now. And um, it's just too tough to beat against them. Maybe, like, if... I know the Celtics and Raptors are looking at making some trades before the deadline. Um, if that happens, like, maybe some things can change. And look, and the Raptors are playing really well. But just, you know, seeing them trying to beat the Cavs in a seven-game series after they haven't even got out of the first round, it's, it'd be tough. The Celtics... Yeah, the same with them. I just can't really see much happening. The, the Bulls are my depressing team and I can't see them getting out of the second round. So, there's just no one really, there's no, I mean, the other teams are playing okay, but no one's really kind of looking super threatening. I, yeah, I don't know what you're
1: saying. I still think I'd say the a a just because I don't think we cancel it that much. And while you're the right for I mean, he's still looking fine he's still probably a top five. But I do think that there's... Off has been a little more noticeable this year, especially. Um, I think one of the biggest things about this game that isn't really talked about that much, I don't think, is um, his three point shooting. Um, he's actually shooting the worst from the three point line of his entire career. He's only shooting 26% through the season. And as soon as you've got a guy on the room and you know going to have to guard him on the three point line, I think that makes a real difference in your ability to game plan for him. Um and I think that kinda of makes the a little more vulnerable. Yeah. Um but I mean it's interesting really over the next the, the season to see how Tyronn Ty- Ty- Lue kind of stances his authority on the team and if they actually make any changes at all. Um but I just speak that the team could be vulnerable. Uh,
0: what do you think about the uh Tyron Lu coaching the all star game? Uh no, no, that'd be pretty that's pretty crazy. You can't really get it to David it. Be a good. Yeah. Any, any, uh, any, any other thoughts on that? it, yeah. okay. yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. We got a text. Or, you know, sorry, Peter, sorry to interrupt. That was unplanned. Yeah. Uh, sorry, we just got a text from uh, one of our regular listeners. Um. So a Texter writes in, why are you still making this podcast? Get a life, both of you. You waste so much time, especially the producer. So, um, I guess it's, you know, normal, normal feedback is you can always just hope to improve with some constructive criticism. So if you ever want to write yeah. in, write in, um, at WNBA podcast on Twitter or WMBA podcast at gmail.com. So yeah, thanks for the feedback.
1: Our friends or you know, meaningful hobbies. Um, so this is what I do. Uh, I work hard, get better, but yeah, it's
0: pretty fucking depressing. What do you think, Tom? I mean, I can imagine if you're this far into the podcast and you're still listening, based on just the horrible sound quality so far, like your ears must be mad at you. So I don't, I don't blame people for being a little frustrated. Yeah, that sounds fair enough. And on that note, let's send it to, you know, someone's going to pay the bills around here, send it to one of our advertisements. Cheesy fries. The
1: car they shine for you. Everything you do. Yeah, they were all yellow. I came along.
0: I took a bite. It
1: was called yellow.
0: So then I took my sauce. With no remorse. And it was all yellow. Come to Weatherlands. Alright, coming back from good old Weatherlands advertisement. Mm. Um, back to the worst NBA podcast. I'm just continuously asking you for topics, Peter, so maybe I might go to one myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of talk this week about Kevin Durant and what he's going to be doing in the off season. Um, in particular, saying that if he leaves the Thunder, his number one team at the moment is the Warriors. Um, just, for, I was really interested from a Warriors perspective. If you're the Warriors and you're potentially winning at a record setting pace and you you finish the league, finish the season, and you win the championship, do you want Kevin Durant? I mean, I think, obviously, in a vacuum, yeah, you can definitely want Kevin Durant, right? Like, he's, you know, top three player in the league, I would say. Yeah, I'd probably probably say top three player, but... But there is something, definitely, to be said for continuity. And
1: it looks like the only way that um, the Warriors can make sure they have enough room to sign Durant would be to renounce... Uh, Harrison Barnes and then they have to get rid of either one of Vesta Azili or Agraboga and they'll have to trade away Andre Godala yeah. and that really hits some of their debt which makes them so special you know Yeah. so I do think that that's a conversation that they'd need to have as a team because I know that something they're really valuable is that they really value is continuity but I think that my feeling is if you've got the opportunity to get a 27 year old player
0: who has the potential to be one of the top 10 players in NBA history. I think if you've got the opportunity, you just can't pass that up, yeah? Yeah, that's that's a tough one because, you know, if they just completely trounce the Western Conference and the finals again, pretty much like they did last year, not go to any Game 7s, not really have any tough, you know, tough playoff series, what really is the... Like, I mean, you're trying to get Kevin Durant to get better, but if you're already that much better than the competition, like, what are you really trying to achieve? Yeah, if they were seventy games this year and re the title, you're already one of the best teams in NBA history, so I feel
1: like you it's hard to try and become better than the best ever, you know? Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting. I personally don't think you're going to the Warriors, though. So. No. Um, I think he's most likely to sit around and uh okay see a one year deal
0: and uh then make up one options after uh the twenty seventeen season. Yeah, it makes sense to for to sign a one year deal financially you can make a lot more money, so yeah, I agree with that. We'll probably sign a one year deal and see what happens after that. Yeah, and I think that the option to opt out at the same time as Russell Westbrook is trying value as well. Yeah. Uh I think those guys will talk about it as you know peers and they come to a decision to get in my imagine. Uh, something that makes a
1: lot of sense. It's true. So what do you think about OKC at the moment generally? Um, do you see them
0: as the third best team in the league? Yeah I see them pretty much right well on a plane with Cleveland in that kind of second tier down uh, between, behind Golden State and San Antonio. Um, they are playing well. They do still have their bad nights. Like You find that I find that like Golden State and well, especially Gone State, but Gone State and San Antonio just never really have those really bad nights where they pull in a bad performance. But, you know, Oklahoma City have some, have some bad losses every now and again. But yeah, they, they definitely are in that second tier. So you got any predictions for uh, tonight's match? Uh, Oklahoma City at Gone State? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Gone State winning. That's the prediction. Hi, yeah. Yeah, hot take the hottest of takes, you know, seeing, uh, Russell Westbrook going for a triple double, trying to upset them, or, maybe, you know, he'll, he'll get us, he'll get, different us, different from get from us that, I'm, I'm interested to see how Stephen Adams is going to go, trying to defend, uh, Curry on the pick and roll, that's going to be interesting. They look interesting, actually, I'm really looking forward
1: to watching this game tonight. Yeah. Um, Stephen Adams actually, I mean, obviously we're interested to them as New Zealanders, but I think his role against Golden State is going to be interesting tonight too. Um, because, you know, as we kind of mentioned earlier with when you think about Golden State and playing them in the playoffs, really what you're game planning for is that death lineup where they go to Draymond at the five. And um, if Steven Adams does have the foot speed to hang with Draymond on the perimeter, I think that allows Oklahoma City to maintain their style of basketball without really being hurt too much. Um, so what do you think
0: is going to happen tonight and in the playoffs? Do you think Steven Adams is going to be able effective for OKC or will Golden State be able to shoot him off the floor? Oh, it's going to be tough. He's, I mean, he's, he's quicker for a big man, but he still is, you know, he's going to be guarding the guy that's, you know, five inches shorter than him and Draymond Green. Yeah, I, I could see him being run off the court, but I, I hope that it goes well.
1: And really what you think about is Steph Curry drawing over in pick-and-rolls. Because yeah. that is Golden State and Ty really drill in the playoffs. You know, there's some misdirections of guys running off screens. That's a lot of what it comes down to. And essentially the decision there of what you do to Steph in that one five pick pick-and-roll is most teams now, just because of Steph Curry shooting, and trying to keep both players at step or switching on step. I think that's where Stephen Adams would really struggle. So yeah. I think he does have
0: the foot speed to hang with Draymond Green, But when, if they start switching the one five pick pick-and-roll uh, against Golden State, I don't see Stephen Adams being out on an island with Steph Curry going well at all. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be really fascinating. It's going to be interesting who defends Durant throughout the game, who they switch up. And I assume they'll just put Clay on... Westbrook a lot to start off with, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting just seeing seeing matchups as well. Yeah, I think I'll try and go Igadala in the game early. Yeah, similar to what idea did against um, LeBron, where yeah. Igudala was on the bench, obviously, but he was being subbed in and out with LeBron James, so yeah. he could be the primary defender on ball at the time. And I think that Golden State still sees Igadala as their primary stopper. Of the bigger, bulkier wings, of which Tarant, I mean, obviously, he's not a bulky, but he's big. Um, so, I
1: wouldn't be surprised to see Andre going to have a little more like that, playing selectively and really uh, playing a lot of defense tonight. But it really should be a good matchup. I know that Billy Dotton, the OKC's coach, uh, was asked earlier in the week about possibly playing uh, Durant at the five at some point tonight. Uh
0: never and and was a possibility. So we're interested start experimenting there with you. something like that so... Uh oh. Um yeah, so text writes and you should change segments. Um because what you're talking about's really boring. So it's yeah. it's kinda of rough, rough coming from a uh from a texter, but you know, you gotta follow you gotta follow follow their lead, I guess.
1: Really just sound like working. it. Uh,
0: so I have to get the feedback and you know, crush any self-confidence so they might start the build. Yeah. Do you um do you have your any of your classic se- segments this week or are we not doing that? You don't just want to standards, do you? I mean you've got to make so you've got your standards. Uh, so I do have what is the picture, I don't know if there's an intro for it. Here comes the intro, it's awkward and inappropriate. Alright, whispers, Peter. Oh I'm so an awkward <laughs> Always a good time, Tom. Alright, so whispers this week. What we're whispering about is one, Mario Ginobili's tentacles. What? Uh, so? I don't even heard about this, Tom. But the rumor is that uh, Mario Ginobili may no longer be rocking two balls <laughs> Okay, okay, go on. Um, uh, this is good, this so is good. So there was uh, an injury update uh, a couple of days ago.
1: Ms. Uh, Ginobili got. I'm still not sure exactly how it happened. It might have been in practice. But um, originally they reported it was a groin injury. And they've now subsequently come out and said that there was a testicular injury. Um, I think it actually happened in the Spurs-Pelicans game. Uh, and Ginobili is now out indefinitely after having surgery. Uh, the rumour is that he may not have both his uh, twig and both berries anymore. He may be rocking one up. So, uh that's the rumor. I don't know exactly what to think of it, but I know that if I'm out for a definite amount of time after having
0: a surgery, Uh definitely not ideal. Do they put it in the middle, or do you still have it off to the side? Uh, I mean, he's an athlete, right? So, I've
1: got to think that you try and get one that's hollow, and probably in the middle, of the, you know, a- athletic
0: purposes obviously I mean you want as much speed on the court as possible you don't want some you know two pound pesky weighing you down so are you saying that what they they put they? so you saying they put a fake one in to replace it so you still have two well you don't want to be lopsided you can come. but you, can, you don't have to be lopsided if you have one down the middle it'd be like a keel on a boat no Target, to, uh, it in the yeah. Well, there you go. He's not a doctor, he claims, but he sure sounds like one. That was a great whispers segment coming from you. And to keep the Yeah, um, that's some good work. So I'd like to um, keep updated on that, and there will be updates on our Twitter feed about Ginobili's uh, testicular situation. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's uh, very very good stuff. Um, so let's move on to our most popular segment, the k-k-k-k, come to the week. Oh, yeah, that this is how we break our on. This is what the fans are claiming yeah, for. This is the reason why Weatherlands are sponsoring our podcast. This segment, yeah, come here. to the week, brought to you by Weatherlands. Brought to you by Weatherlands. So I'll throw in an ad here and there. This is some uh, some good stuff. So, so P you want to kick it off? Uh, I do actually, uh, so my cup of the week actually is Kareem abdul Lou Whoa! Uh, legend of the game,
1: uh, I think he still holds the most points scored in the NBA, but this week he's my cup of the week after, uhm,
0: who's gonna go with Dirk Nowitzki? Whoa! So, uh, I don't know if you've heard that SBN's doing, uh, NBA
1: player rankings at the moment, and, uh, Dirk Nowitzki ends up around 15th or so. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was asked about um, he was already asked about it briefly um, yeah, he, his skyhook was supposed to be unblockable and somebody mentioned whether or not Dirk Nowitzki's uh, one-legged ball one was an equally unblockable shot and uh, Kareem took me opportunity to just start having a go at, um Dirk Nowitzki said that he was overrated in a one-trick pony because he never learned how to uh, play any defence, block shots or rebound the ball um, which I feel like you just end up living like a wanker, really. Uh, Debbie yeah, you know, he's been an E incredible player, seems like a good tooth, <laughs> and just try and have a go at him. Um yeah, just end up looking like a
0: good ass, I thought. So he's my cup of the week. So that's a that's That's a that's a good good uh good cunt of the week. And um so I'll i bring mine a bit local. Uh, I can't really say their name on the podcast, so we'll use it. Very complex pseudonym. Um, we'll call him Puke Cuntledson. And, uh, yeah, he's just, um, he's just been making my life a hell. He's been just sending me messages, drunk, drunk dialing me. Um, he's just been doing a whole lot of personal stuff that I would rather not mention on the the podcast. So, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, he is my cooker cunt of the week. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little surprised I mean I thought this was an NBA related podcast as opposed to what's going on in your life what um, I mean is there any NBA focus on there with cute kind of I told you at the start of the podcast I haven't watched much NBA yet this year so so
1: yeah. that would
0: count to what's going on with Tom Cullen <laughs> yeah. yep just pretty much that's that's what it's gone down to and, and I'm surprised that we have any listeners at this stage with the connection being so bad yeah. So um I would really like all listeners, all listeners at this stage listening, to really start questioning their life rather than messaging us to wonder why we do this. Why are you still listening? Why aren't you doing something better? That's something to think about until next time. I, I think you're right, Tom. I like that. I mean, we get a lot of views from the front the fans. Maybe it might be time to just come back and make uh, a pair of their lives. There you so, go. I mean, here we are. Uh, I think another terrible, 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 terrible week. And I'll see you guys again in three months. Yep, three months. Let's uh.